welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Ruth Browning. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. So we are speaking today on the Lord's Prayer. Let's have a look at what we've we've done so far. Matthew 6, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We begin with worship. We thank God for all his goodness when we pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we acknowledge he is the Lord. It's what you want, God, your will, not my will. What do you want? What's happening in heaven? Let's make sure it's happening here on earth. Everyone's healed in heaven, so we pray for people to be healed. We pray for people to be saved. We pray for our friends, our family, our our leaders. Your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I hope you all know that off by heart. Learn it if you don't. It's a beautiful prayer. So today we are looking at give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Bread. So I'm going to look at this from two different ways, our daily bread from a physical point of view and a spiritual point of view. So give us today our daily bread, obviously, refers to bread, to food. God, feed me. What, what do you need today physically? Food, money, whatever you need, God wants to provide it for us and he wants us to ask him. Give us today. Give us today. What do you need today? What Anything that we need. It's so beautiful. He's a loving Father. It's our Father in heaven and we've worshipped Him and we acknowledge His will and we acknowledge that He is good. We've put Him first. And now He's saying, and now ask to give. Isn't it lovely? He's not like a, it's not all about sort of as if He's like some mean old father. It's like, no, you just keep, you just keep worshipping me. He's like, So what do you want? In its order, in its place, in its time, after your will be done, it's like, this is what I need, God. Give us. He's a loving, beautiful Father and He wants to give to us. And He wants to give again, I'm coming back to that point, give us today our daily bread. We do not stand alone. We are members of one another. We, 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 We need each other. If my arm is starving, I'm starving. There, I, I, we, we work together. It's always community, you know. So if, if, if one of us is hungry, we're all hungry. So that's why it's so important that God has appointed us, appointed, he's placed us in a body so that we can look after each other and feed each other and be, be healthy. So give us today our daily bread. And, you know, I, I'm rem- reminded when I think about the daily bread of, of buying bread in Russia when we lived there, and they didn't have any preservatives in it. So it went stale very quickly. 
So it really was a daily thing that you'd, you know, you'd maybe one or two days you could survive off the bread. But then you'd go, there was no supermarkets, but there was a bread shop. And it was around the corner from our flat. So we'd go, I'd go down the flat, which in itself was, oh, I just remember that place. Bless the Lord. So we'd go down and because down the bottom, all the drunks used to stay in the, in the entryway to our hall at night. And sometimes they were still there. And then they, you know, they used to take the lights out of the hallway because they'd steal the light bulbs. And so it was pitch black and I'd go down to get the bread and, and I'd be just like dark. And sometimes I'd go, oh, oh, I hit something. And then I'd go, oh, it's a body. And it would be just a, some old Russian man, you know. I'd go, oh, okay. And then, you know, sort of go around him and tiptoe through whatever. Oh, that was where we lived. Anyway, and then we get outside and go around the corner to the bread shop. And the bread shop... There was this long, long queue every morning. And you just get in the queue for the daily bread. And which was, you know, can I just say to you, you should never be bored as a Christian because you can always take scripture verses. So anywhere you have to just wait, you know, we didn't have smartphones in those days. These days you've got your whole Bible and concordance. Everything's on the phone. But in those days I had a little memory verse book. So it was great. I just used to sit, stand in the queue for, you know, I mean, I don't know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe up to 45 minutes. Depends how long the queue was. And this is just to buy bread. Can you imagine? It was really hard to, for people to have time to buy because they had a different shop for every single different thing. Anyway, Russia, oh, Russia, 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 crazy. So we would stand in the queue to get the bread and, um, and then you'd get to the front of the queue finally. Two queues actually because one queue was for payment. Then you got your ticket. Then you had to go in the second queue to pick up the bread. Anyway, it was very efficient. And, um, and, and the thing that, was, that they would do, and some of you might remember this story, but they cooked fresh bread every day, but they wouldn't give you the fresh bread until the stale bread was, was sold out. So if you, you might even get bread that was three days old and they would have it all in a pile. So the three-day-old bread went first, then the two-day, then the one-day, and then the fresh. And every now and again, you'd get to the front of the queue and it was like, you got the fresh bread. But that was like, you could never time. We tried so many times. Is it 11 o'clock in the morning? Is it 12? Like when? Because you could smell it. You could smell it and you'd be like, I want the fresh bread. I want the fresh. And, and I can remember even saying, Svierji, pajalsta. And they go, niet. Okay. Like fresh, please, please, the fresh. And they go, no. I'm like, okay. And then you get your bread and you go, oh, I've got the three-day-old bread. Oh, well. And you'd have to go home with this stale bread. Sometimes I used to, I used to buy a couple of loaves because it cost like... <clears throat> It was very cheap because of our mighty dollar. And um, oh, I can just remember seeing these little old ladies. Oh, just, they were so, so poor. And they'd, they'd count out their copecks. The copecks were worth less than cents. They weren't even up to the dollars. And they'd, they'd count them out and they'd maybe have enough. And you just sort of look at them and sometimes I'd just wait till afterwards because I didn't want anyone to know I was a foreigner because you had to hide that you were a foreigner because if you were a foreigner, you were a target. So I used to cover up with all these sort of scarves and pretend I was Russian, you know, <laughs> try to look poor. Had to you watch your shoes because you could spot the foreigners. So had to hide, not be a foreigner near our house because otherwise they could follow us home. So there was precautions. But every now and again, I'd see a, a, a poor lady and I think, God wants me to give to her. So I would, I would um, I'd walk, follow her because I didn't want to, again, be near our house so they didn't know where we lived. Because, you know, guys had their, foreigners had their front doors blowing up with bombs. So, you know, it was real. Anyway, I'd fo- I remember following them sometimes and, I, and I'd sneakily 
give them a loaf of bread or give them some money. And I can remember, and I learned to say, God bless you in Russian in a really nice formal way. And then I give them something, they'd be so blessed. So, you know, it was, it made me appreciate fresh bread. <laughs> Appreciated all kinds of food, actually, when we lived there because there was a shortage. But fresh bread is so beautiful. And God wants us to experience that every day. He wants to look after us. Listen to what um, the psalmist said. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging bread. I've never seen it. And I thought about that and I thought, well, I've never seen that either because I've seen God provide. And, you know, Matthew Henry's great because he's writing in the 1500s and he writes, you know, in those days there was probably more poor people than there were today. But he said the same thing. He said, I've never seen the righteous hungry or their children begging bread. But he says, although at times the righteous may be in terrible stress, <laughs> because, you know, they had tougher times then, but God has always provided either miraculously or through friends or family. I have seen that God provides. So interestingly, even in other times, he says God always provides. We saw that in Russia too when the times were, were really tough. It was really hard in the 90s. People were starving. But when you had the body of Christ and you worked together, we, we, we fed each other. We helped each other. You know, even, even we were hungry a little bit the first week because <laughs> we didn't have food, but people would arrive with food. You know, so it, you, God looks after us and he provides for us our daily bread. I, um, in, in looking up, in thinking about this story, I, I was reminded of George Mueller. And I, I, I'm sure a lot of you know about the wonderful George Mueller, who founded an orphanage in Bristol in England in the 1850s. And he never asked for money. And he cared for over 120,000 orphan children and never asked for money. And that's a lot of children to feed. And there were times when it looked like they had no bread. And a very famous story, which if you haven't heard it, you should hear it now because it's one of those famous Christian stories, you know. Um, the children were dressed and ready for school, but there's no food for them to eat. The house mother of the orphanage informed George Mueller. At this time, he had 300 children in this, room, in this orphanage and there was literally no food. So he told her to take the 300 children to sit at the table and he thanked God for the food and he waited. He knew that God would provide the food for the children, as he always did. Within minutes, a baker knocked on the door. Mr. Mueller, he said, last night I could not sleep. Somehow I knew that you would need bread this morning. I got up and baked three batches for you. I'll bring it in. <laughs> they didn't have phones, so he didn't tell him, you know, so he just have to wait and find out. Soon there was another knock on the door. It was the milkman. His cart had broken down in front of the orphanage. The milk would spoil by the time the will was fixed. He asked George if he could use some free milk. George smiled as the milkman brought in 10 large cans of milk. It was just enough for the 300 thirsty children. So, praise the Lord. This was Mueller's passion. Actually, his passion was not so much the children. He did love the children. But his supreme passion was to display with open proof that God could be trusted with the practical affairs of life. And this was the higher aim of building the orphanage house, was to show that God would look after all our needs. So that actually was his calling. He just, just continually, he had amazing stories of God providing for all these precious little children. 
So let us know that our God, Philippians 4.19, will supply all your need according to his riches in glory. What do you need? And I know as a pastor, that it's not just, you know, poor old George Mueller and the orphans back in the 1850s or even the Russians back in the 90s. I know that it can be tough for people sometimes and sometimes they have to keep quiet about it. But I have a very good friend who in the 1980s in Sydney, Australia, uh, had a husband who was not a great provider, bless him, and they had no food. She had no food and no money. And I remember that she had one can of soup. And she said, Ruth, I went out the back garden and I said, thank you, God, for this can of soup, because that's all they had left. And she praised God for that can of soup. And she had the exact same thing. She went inside and there was a knock on the door and the local baker, who she knew, had a bunch of bread and, and pastries, nice food, that she said, look, they're, they're, they've got to give them away now because, you know, they can't last forever. Would you like it? Yes, please, she said. So she took in the bread to go with the soup and she took in all these pastries because they had a uh, connect group in their home that night. <laughs> and so not only did she have dinner for herself and her family, but she was able to feed the connect group. So, you know, God, it's not just, it's not just back in the day. God wants to provide whatever we need. Amy Semple McPherson, back in the early 1900s, the early 20th century, uh, in those days they kept ministers very, very poor. Did you know that? It was a thing. They didn't like to pay ministers too much. They thought, you're a man of God, you don't need much money. So they kept them poor, and I mean poor. They did not have enough money, some of these early ministers and pastors. They were struggling. And um, Amy Semple McPherson was a preacher and she was very, very poor, along with all the fellow preachers, because they didn't get paid. And her son, Rolf McPherson, tells the story of how their shoes um, were, were too small, and they didn't have money to buy them new shoes. And so Amy said, well, all the children of Israel had shoes that never wore out. She said, so I guess God must have stretched them, because like, how did they not wear out? But what about the kids whose feet are growing? What happened with them? She said, you must have stretched them. So let's pray. He says, we all got down on our knees and prayed that God would stretch our shoes. In the morning, the shoes fit just fine. How about that? <laughs> God provides. He just provides. And, and, you know, I looked through some of our praise reports and I saw numerous stories of God providing for us here in this church when there were times when we couldn't pay those bills or we couldn't pay the mortgage or... We didn't, we didn't know how we were going to manage. But God provided because he says, give us today our daily bread. So let's just pray and ask him. He doesn't want us to be struggling. He's our father. He wants to look after us. Now, it says this in uh, Proverbs 38, which I thought was interesting. The, pro the, the, the writer says, keep two things I'm praying here. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me, give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. So I thought, isn't that interesting? Isn't that an interesting approach? God provides abundantly for us, but he says, sometimes not too much. 
And only because he knows the state of our heart. And if we're in danger, perhaps, of being greedy or of putting all the stuff first or of just focusing too much on the fact that, yes, I have this outfit, but I want that one, (laughs) you know? There are times when God's like, hey, let's just, you got your daily bread. So, you know, he looks after us, but we don't need too much and so that we become confident in ourselves or obviously become poor and, and put ourselves into situations where we're, we're struggling to the point of being to stealing. So, you know, he, there's a wisdom there of how much God knows we can handle. And I know that some people, I do really believe that some people have a calling to be very wealthy, to provide for the kingdom and to provide for people. But I was thinking, you know, the best of those ones, the best, the people that I, I know of personally, but also, you know, uh, just socially, who are very, 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 very rich, the best of them actually understand this money's not for me. They really do. You know, even, I don't know what you think about Bill Gates, but he's very rich. Um, but, you know, a lot of his money he's put into this foundation because he's like, this is not, obviously this is some kind of amazing gift to make bucket loads of money. It's not for me. And I know Chris had a relative who, was, who did very, very well and made a lot of money, but he just lived in the same simple home and understood that this enormous amount of money was not for him. So even if God does make some people super rich, they understand that it's not sort of mine. Do you know what I mean? It's not. But for most of us who just earn a normal amount of money and, you know, live a normal life, this is a good scripture. But know that he will bless us. He will look after us. And we don't need to worry. We don't need to worry. He's going to provide. It's so good. Give us today our daily bread. Beautiful looking after us in every way. So physically... He will provide. He will give us a great job. He'll give us work. He'll enable us to have a roof over our head, good clothes, good food for our kids. And spiritually, now look what Jesus said in John 6.35. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So here, the Lord's Prayer shows us that we pray both for our physical sustenance, but also our spiritual sustenance. Give me today our daily bread, and that is the Word of God. That is, that is nourishment from heaven. And this is so important. It says give us today. We need food every day or we start to feel weak. And believe me, every single day we need to pray that God will give me food, nourish my soul and my spirit. We need it every single day or and all of you, I don't know if any of you have fasted for any amount of time, but after a day you're noticing it, you really are, you feel uncomfortable and you start to feel very bad after two and three days. So can you imagine how many of us, are, are we really getting nourished from the Lord Are we really getting fed? Are we hearing from God? Because if we're not, whether we feel like it or not, we're starting to get getting a bit scratchy, getting a bit starving looking. We need to make sure that our soul is nourished. You know, some people sort of, they kind of, they look like they're feeding themselves, but they're not really. Listen to this. We need to read the word so that it only passes, we, we do not, read the word, I mean, so that it passes through our minds as water runs through a pipe. We need to ponder and consider and pray over it, applying it to our own hearts. Some people read the bird like, Whoosh. I'm like, what? Didn't, it didn't, 
it didn't go, it didn't connect. You didn't chew it. You didn't. It's not nourishing you. And this is where this this verse, this uh, prayer. I love that it, it combines us with the Word of God. We don't. It's not like this lifestyle of I pray and or I read the Bible. They come together in this verse because it's give us today our daily bread. Jesus is the bread of life, so we call on Him. But His Word, the bread is Word. Jesus is the Word, so it's all sort of connected. And so it's really important that we understand that every day we need to take in his word and let it nourish us in a real way. Because we can, if we're not careful, we can just sort of fill up on Christian stuff that's just junk food or even not Christian stuff, but just, just philosophies or ideas and it's junk food and we can feel like we're full but we're not because we're not being truly nourished by the word of God. I read about these, um, this problem that there is in the moment in some places in the world where people are suffering from malnutrition and obesity at the same time. Can you imagine? What a terrible thing. And doctors aren't always aware. Like, and what is going on? There's, people have these strange sicknesses, but they're very overweight. And it's because they don't eat any vegetables or any, you know, they just eat junk food literally all the time. They, or everything they eat is white, you know, <laughs> and, you know, where there's chips and, and hamburgers and just junk. And so they're actually malnourished. But the, then the doctor's are like, we don't know what's wrong because you're obviously not, you know, you're not starving. But it's like, yes, they actually are. because Their body is not getting what it needs. So let's make sure that that's not us today. Let's make sure that we just don't do sort of Christianity. We're not sort of churched without actually being nourished, without taking in what God's got to say for us. And we need to know that personally. It's wonderful that we're here at church because I'm telling you, we hear from God on what to share with you. But it's only once a week and we all know eating once a week isn't enough. So every single day, give us today. Give us today. We need to recognise every single day we are spiritually hungry Every single day, our soul gets dry, dusty, dirty, heavy, and downcast. Every day. You, I don't know if you look at, you know, we all do this where we first get saved and you look at some, I don't know if it's the pastor or some happy person at church and think, oh, they would never feel like I do. Yes, they do. <laughs> Everybody does. Even beautiful Joe Gooding full of smiles. She has her moments. <laughs> we all have moments when we feel dry, dusty, dirty, downcast. Because we live in the world. We live in a world that's just sinful. And it's very heavy going sometimes living in this world. I read a book recently about a guy that went to heaven. And uh, he said that that was one of the things that he loved was this sense. He thought, what is it? What? what? There were so many things. You know how they all do. They rave about the grass and the colours. and oh, It's going to be so good. But he said there was something. And he went, oh, there's no sin. He said, there's no sin. And he said... I, had no, I didn't realise how it weighs us and how it's depressing and it, it's everywhere on earth. Sin, the, 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 the ugliness of it, the darkness of it, the heaviness of it is, surrounds us constantly. This terrible weight. But in heaven it's gone. He said it's so beautiful. So it does affect us, the sin of this world, and hopefully not our own sin. But um, it does affect us. Now, going back to George Mueller, because I was reading George Mueller and I, I looked up that story, I knew that story about him being fed, but I found another story about George which I've never seen before and which I thought was wonderful. And this is relating to his daily 
uh, prayer life and his daily seeking of God. So he says that it pleased the Lord to teach me a truth, the benefit of which I've not lost through more than 40 years. So he, George used to pray, he's a man of God, he always used to pray and he says in, in talking about it that he often would find it difficult to focus, to find God's presence, to find God's comfort. He said sometimes it would take me 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, even 40 minutes before I really had a sense of God and I'd, I'd be frazzled or unfocused or I, I just, he really had to struggle to get into the presence of God. He says this, I scarcely ever suffer now this way because he's learnt this truth. And it was interesting because when he shared this truth, I thought that's exactly what I do. That's exactly how I do it. And it was basically this. I saw that it was absolutely essential that I be nourished in my inner man day by day so that I might be attended to in the right way. God has taught me this point and it's as plain as anything that the first thing for a child of God to do morning by morning is to obtain food for his inner man. Because no matter what else I may seek to do, if I'm not happy in the Lord and nourished in my inner man day by day, I can't do anything else in a right spirit. So he understood Basically, you know, it's the old oxygen on the adult first before you put it on the kid. Because if I'm dying, I'm no good to the kid. And it's the same thing. We need to be nourished. We need to have the Word of God in our heart every single day so that we, we can be content in Him, nourished in Him, strong with Him, and then we can help others. But he said the way to do this was to read the Bible before praying. Now, I'm not saying you have to do this, okay, because there no, there's no rules on how to seek God. And sometimes you might start. He said, I, I would start with a little prayer and then I get into the word because he said that would nourish my soul and God would speak to me and then I go back to prayer. And he says, what would happen is invariably after a few minutes of reading the word, that would lead to confession or thanksgiving or to intercession, so he, he describes how the Word of God goes alongside prayer. And this is exactly how I do it. I, I pray a little bit, but then I read the Bible. And, I, and, he said, and he says this, he said he searches the Bible until he finds the food. Like he doesn't, like he said, he doesn't just let it run through. He searches until he finds, what are you saying to me today, God? And, and don't be too, I mean, I'm not a big fan of being stuck on programs because I find that, Sometimes I, like I'm currently reading Daniel and I'm, read, I'm reading, I read Daniel 11 this morning, chapter 11, and it was, whew, it was ancient history, you know, because Artaxerxes took over him and then the three kings, this king's going to take it from that king and this king. And it's very interesting, but it wasn't quite feeding my soul. Do you know what I mean? That was more almost an intellectual kind of thing of, all right, okay, so the ancient kings all fought against one another. But, you, but I, needed, I could sense that I needed to go where my soul was fed. So I often have a psalm going on at the same time. I'm currently reading Psalm 101. So I read that for a while. I thought, yeah, it's good, it's good. Okay, the kings. But then I went to Psalm 101 because I want to be fed. Okay? And there I found something to feed my soul. So let me encourage you in your prayer, give us today our daily bread. When you pray... Ask God for a word for today, today, so that you're constantly having a fresh word so that by the time you finish praying, you're, you're up. What do you need today? What word from God? So I read the Bible and then I go and pray. I always pray the Lord's Prayer. When I get to give us today our daily bread, I say, what word do you have for me today, Lord? 
And invariably, a scripture comes to my heart, and then I go back to the Bible, oh, I look it up, and then more words come, and it's so exciting. So God speaks to me from the word as I'm praying, and then I go back to the word, and then I find more, and then go, oh, God, is that from you too? And he speaks so that my soul is nourished, and I feel like I can move forward now. I'm fed from the word of God. So let me encourage you to incorporate in this Give Us Today Our Daily Bread. We pray for all the physical needs that you may have. But let me encourage you, what do you need today spiritually? Know that God wants to feed you that food. Are you feeling sad? Well, you need comfort. Ask God to comfort you. Ask for the word about comfort. Maybe just look it up. What does the Bible say about comfort? Are you feeling weak? Well, you need strength. That's the word you need. Sometimes we know. It's like, God, give me strength. Do we not know what to do? We need guidance. Do we, are we confused about all the strange things we're hearing in the world? We need truth. Sometimes, sometimes God convicts us, which is not pleasant. Sometimes it's like, I can remember one time in particular when God had been comforting me and comforting me and comforting me. And I went to the Lord for more comfort because I was going through a difficult time. And I was like, oh, Lord, you know, what, what have you got to say to me today? And I, I remember so strongly this sense of correction. And I was like, whoa. You know, I can remember, he even, I can remember the three things he said, you need to work on this, this and this. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Cleansing. Sometimes we just need a good old cleanse. We need a bit of conviction. So if you read the Bible and you feel convicted, don't stop there. Go, hang on. That makes me feel really bad when I read this bit. So what am I going to do with that? Am I going to ignore it? And I, <laughs> I go back to Psalm 23. And it's like, no, 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 no. Just, just hang there for a bit because that's the cleansing. That's important to be cleansed and allow God to deal with stuff that's going on in us. I think next week we'll pray, pray we'll speak a little bit more about that. Forgive us our sins. But John Piper says this, God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in him. So allow the word of God to dwell in our hearts and ask him to give us a word. Today, our daily bread, the daily part. Today, today you need to hear from God. And the daily bread is the bread that you need today. And believe me, you want and need fresh bread. Because if you experience this fresh, beautiful bread from God every day, your soul is lifted up. And the darkness and the heaviness and the awfulness of sin and this world can be put to the side and we can remember that we are, we are here to be the answer. We are the light of the world. We are. Christ is, lives in me. He is the hope of glory. So I need to be nourished and fed so that we can go out there in the world and love people. This isn't just for me to feel better, although it does make me feel better. This is for me to be able to go out and feed others. Because if I've, if I've got no fresh bread from God, I've got nothing to offer. And I'm not giving people stale bread. I want to give people fresh, beautiful bread of his word. So it's a very simple message. Give us today our daily bread. Let us ask God and let us ask God every single day and keep pressing in until we, whether we have to wait in a queue in Russia or wherever it is we have to wait, maybe you have to wait in your knees. Let's wait and hear from God. Amen.
We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.